Hi guys, welcome back to Freeman Sports Pod. I believe that this marks episode 10. I know it's been another long uh, break between this episode and the last one because I think my last one was in January, so it's been quite a few months now. Uh, I intend over the summer with high school coming to a close soon to record more often, especially with the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, NFL draft content like right now, predictions for the next NFL season and stuff like that. So today's episode is strictly NFL-based. It's just going to be all about the NFL draft. So if you're interested in football and the NFL, you'll really enjoy this. If you're not so much, I would maybe wait for a different episode. But uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. So basically what I'm going to do is just go through each pick and grade the pick and explain what I think about it. And then at the end, just give uh, round one draft grades. Obviously, not every team will receive a grade because not every team had a pick in the draft. Uh, so with the first pick, obviously... The Jacksonville Jaguars, not to anyone's surprise, selected Trevor Lawrence. So I give this pick an A. I wouldn't give it an A plus just because I don't think it was like any sort of special pick or anything in terms of like a big move or anything. It was just generally expected, but it's an A still because they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, I like the fit a lot. I think him and Urban Meyer will be great working together. I hope he really utilizes Trevor Lawrence well because he has so many different skill sets and abilities. I truly do understand the hype, and I think he could truly be one of the most pro-ready and talented prospects since Andrew Luck like he's getting hyped up to be. Um, I think it'll be really interesting and exciting to see him get paired up with his uh, obviously former teammate from this season at running back Travis Etienne. I'll talk more about that pick later. And then he obviously also has James Robinson, so he has some great running backs to work with. I think they need to make the offensive line better, maybe add some more receivers during this draft so he can have better weapons around him, uh, maybe a tight end. I think that would be a target they should definitely take in the second round tonight. And, yeah, I mean, I, there's not much we can really say about this pick because we uh, basically everybody, if you follow football, has known that this was the pick since the NFL regular season ended. Whoever the first pick we already knew was taking Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so the second pick was the Jets, and they selected Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Another pick that, not initially, as soon as Trevor Lawrence, a lot of people actually thought this would have been Justin Fields, most likely including me, when the draft order was initially set. And then later on, as the draft process went on, everybody kind of knew this was going to be Zach Wilson. Now, I personally, I don't hate the pick. Um, I definitely, like I said, I saw this pick coming. I was prepared for it. Um, I don't like this pick as much as the Trevor Lawrence pick because I don't think he was the second best prospect or quarterback available. If it were me, I personally would have taken Justin Fields. But I again, I have him ranked as the second overall player in this class and the second best quarterback in this class. So that's just my opinion. So for me, I would give this pick probably a B plus, I'd say, because it's still a good pick. He's still a solid quarterback. He's, he's not my number three overall prospect, but he is my number three overall quarterback. So it's not too big of a reach for the position of need by any means. He can make a lot of throws. He's great off the run. The question obviously will be on him is the level of competition because I believe he had a losing record against teams in college with a certain record. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, he struggled against top competition. I mean, they lost to Coastal Carolina, who I wouldn't think is top competition in my opinion, but still was the other great group of five teams besides BYU and Cincinnati, and they lost that game. So that's a little concerning. Um, but you can't hold that too much against him. I think he should be in a good fit with the Jets. They've added some good talent at wide receiver position. They have some good weapons around him. I do think they're going to need to target a running back at some point in the draft, or maybe they find some veteran that still wasn't signed in for agency because they don't have really much talent at all at the running back position, so that's going to have to be improved. I think that the Jets are going to continue. To, I mean, they're already building up the offensive line, which is good when they took Elijah Vera Tucker. I'll talk more about that pick and trade up later. Um 
But so, yeah, I mean, there's not, again, there's not much to say about Zach Wilson. A lot of these earlier picks, there's not much to say about because it was predicted. It's more so when we get to the more controversial picks, that'll be more in depth. Uh, then the next pick was the 49ers taking Trey Lance. So this was when the draft really started to get interesting because obviously nobody really knew what the Niners were doing. Again, if it were me, I would have taken Justin Fields. I would have thought it'd be the obvious pick at that point. Um, but they weren't really interested in Justin Fields. I can't wrap my head around why, but they were down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. And for a while, it was believed it was going to be uh, Mac Jones, actually, which makes zero sense to me. I mean, I have Mac Jones ranked outside my top 50 prospects. I have him as the quarterback five in this class. I don't see the hype. Alabama quarterbacks don't do that well. I think he had amazing weapons, and I, I just don't see what the hype about Mac Jones is. I really don't see it. Um, but so they ended up going Trey Lance. I get the hype there. I understand why they would take him, especially if they still have some belief in Jimmy G and want to start him initially or have a battle because the fact that he is young enough and can learn and develop behind Jimmy G if needed. No, I don't think it would work as well as the Alex Smith, uh, Patrick Mahomes situation, mainly because Jimmy G is not really a veteran. He doesn't actually have a lot of experience. He was obviously a backup in New England, had to deal with a lot of injuries, so he doesn't have too, too many uh, reps and games under his belt anywhere near as compared to uh, Alex Smith. But I still think it could work. Um, and for the 49ers, I, again, I gave this pick a B plus simply for the same reasons with the Zach Wilson thing. I thought it was a great, uh, still a solid pick. He's still a great quarterback and it was still a position of need, but I think Justin Fields would have been a better option. I think he is put in the best scenario though of all quarterbacks, regardless of who was taken, they would have been in that scenario because obviously the 49ers are a Super Bowl level team when healthy. He has so many weapons around him with Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, their O-line is still solid. Their defense is unreal, so they'll get off the field a lot to give the offense plenty of opportunities. So he was putting – I mean, they have solid running backs. So, I mean, he's really been put – great coaching staff, too. He's really been put in the best situation of any quarterback. But he also will have a lot of pressure because – and so will the head coach, Kyle Shannon, and the front office because they gave up a lot of capital to move up from 12 to 3 to make this pick. Uh, so the next pick in the draft in number four was the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so now for the Falcons – I gave them a one sec. I gotta find my draft grade sheet. Give me a second. I gave the Falcons a B plus for this pick, and the reason being is I love Kyle Pitts. I had him actually ranked as I think my number three, yeah, number three overall prospect in the class. Obviously, number one in his position, right behind Lawrence at one and Fields at two. So you would think, well, if they got him at four, it's great value. Why wouldn't it be higher than a B plus? The reason being is again, I get it's up to them. I don't think tight end is the biggest need. I think personally, if it were me, I would have gone, again, Justin Fields simply because I know that they believe in Matt Ryan. I think they have more years, but I don't know if they'll be picking this high ever again, and I think they should have built look more to the future. But even if you don't want to go that, I wouldn't have gone offensive position unless it was quarterback because their defense is dreadful. I would have looked at defense, figured out if there's somebody. And, if, and realistically, I do have to agree. I don't think there, I admit, there, I don't think there would have been a defender worth taking it for, so I would have traded out of the pick if it were me. If, I, if it were me, I would have either taken a quarterback or if you're set on Matt Ryan, which I can understand, he's still playing an elite level, or a solid level, then trade back that, and get more capital because they could use as many picks as possible. They have a lot of holes on that team. Uh, and then the fifth pick was Jamar Chase. Now, initially, I didn't like this pick at all. I, I gave it a B. I, well, I guess so. I guess that's not that bad of a grade. Now, I have nothing against Jamar Chase. I get that you want to have the teammates together. So I, I understand from that perspective. But you have to realize is your quarterback can't make a throw to a stud receiver if he's already getting sacked before he can release the football. Their offensive line was absolutely atrocious this year. It's obviously a big reason why Joe Burrow got hurt. And even before the, the ACL injury, he was eating into, eating many different – he was getting rocked in a lot of different games. So he'd already been suffering a lot throughout the season. So I think they should have addressed the offensive line taking Panay Sewell. That being said, I would regrade it now to a B plus, but nothing because – 
but I'm leaving it be not because of the pick itself, but because of how the draft turned out, because there's still plenty of good offensive linemen that I didn't think would be there, which I'll talk also about later in this draft. Um, like you got Tevin Jenkins, you've got uh, Liam Eichenberg, you've got some solid options at offensive line. Uh, you've got all, all the interior offensive linemen outside of uh, Elijah Vera Tucker available. Like you can go Landon Dickerson, you could go Creed Humphrey. So they do have options. So that's why I think it's not as bad of a pick now as they can still fix the offensive line with their second round pick. But their second round pick absolutely has to be O-line or else this pick looks worse and worse. Jamar Chase obviously has the chemistry with Joe Burrow. They don't really have an alpha one receiver now that A.J. Green's gone out that he really was because because of the injuries, but I, as much as I like Tyler Boyd, I don't think he's good enough to be an alpha one receiver on a team. I think Jamar Chase can be that guy, and he already has the chemistry with Joe Burrow. So with the sixth overall pick, the uh, Miami Dolphins selected Jalen Waddell. Now, a lot of people, when I, at least when I was talking, people were actually surprised with this pick or didn't think it was such a lock. For me personally, I thought it was simply because even with Sue on the board, because number one, their focus is an offensive line. They needed to surround Tua with weapons. And number two, I actually read some reports that if Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle were on the board, it wasn't as obvious or as much of a lock for them to take Jamar Chase as people thought. And the reason being is, well, number one, they really like Jalen Waddle and think he'd actually be a better fit for the offense they want to run than Jamar Chase. But more importantly, him and Tua played at Alabama together, so they have background together. And Tua really liked playing with Jalen Waddle and apparently had talked to the front office a little bit about how he wanted to potentially play with Jalen Waddle. They obviously made that happen to make Tua happy. So, but I also think that was, I mean, in my opinion, I think he's better than Devonta Smith. So I think that was the best receiver available after Jamar Chase. So I think they made the right pick. And for this pick, I gave the Dolphins a A for it. And I mean, it wasn't A plus because one perk. But the reason I gave it an A is I think they made the exact right pick at that pick that they could have made, and that's what an A is. Um, Number seven, the Lions, they took Panay Sewell. I gave this an A-. minus. Now, usually when a team makes a good pick, but I think it's the wrong position, I give it a B plus. The reason I gave this an A-, minus though, is the Lions, honestly, for two reasons. Number one, I think outside of quarterbacks, he was the best player available, and they weren't going to take quarterback because they believe in Jared Goff. And number two, quite frankly, the, the Lions have so many holes on their team that even if it's not an immediate need or one of the top ones, like going for a linebacker in Micah Parsons or a receiver in Devonta Smith, which I would have liked either of those picks more personally, but I completely get this pick because, I mean, their O-line still isn't anything perfect. He's a, he's very, very talented, the best offensive lineman in this class, so I still really like the pick. Their front office was thrilled, and I think he'll be a good fit there, but he also, quite frankly, could be a good fit anywhere. So number eight, uh, the Carolina Panthers selected J.C. Horn. Now, I really believe in J.C. Horn. I actually had him ranked 12th right behind, uh, in my class, I believe, or prospects, which was one spot uh, below Patrick Sertain. So I actually thought the difference between the two of them was really close. Yeah, I had Sertain at 12, 11 and J.C. Horn at 12. So I don't think this was too bad of a reach. I do have to say, I think it would have been interesting to maybe try to trade that pick. And I wonder if they did explore this, trying to trade down potentially um, and then draft him a few picks later. But maybe they were just concerned that another team, like, I mean, obviously the Broncos right after at nine also went corners. So maybe they thought they would take Horn, so they had to get him there. And I like the pick. I think you're in a division, obviously, where you've got the Falcons, Buccaneers, and Saints, three of the best offenses in the league. You need corners. They were getting shredded by every team. Their defense is getting better on the D-line with some of the picks they made, like Derek Brown last year, so they could really use some help addressing the secondary, especially when Bradbury left. Their secondary was depleted. So I still think it's a great pick. I love J.C. Horn. It was really close between him and Sertain for me from the number one corner in this draft, obviously, with Caleb Farley having the injuries. So I'm perfectly fine with them taking him over Sertain. And now, as I was talking, Talking about uh, with the ninth pick, the Denver Broncos selected Patrick Sertain. 
Uh, I like him a lot. Oh, sorry, real quick. Um, I wanted to go back because I realized I didn't give a draft grade. So for the Panthers, I uh, I gave this a B plus just because I don't think it was the main position in any, but I still 100% get it. Now for the Broncos, um, for their Patrick Sertain pick, um, I gave the Broncos a B plus as well. Uh, again, I didn't think corner was the absolute biggest need, but I get it. Their secondary is now really good with him and Bryce Callahan. Um, and full. So they they have a really good secondary now, which again is huge when you look at the division there. Because the Raiders, I mean, they're fine, but the Chargers now that their all line's getting better, they have a dangerous passing game. Obviously, you play the Chiefs, so it's very important to have a good secondary when you're playing teams like that. Uh, and so I like the pick. I think it's a good fit, and I think Sertan is a very talented corner. So I mean, it might not have been the top position you, but you get the arguably the best player at that position in the draft. So I get it. Then we have the Eagles with the first uh, trade up during the draft, not obviously pre-draft, there were trades too, but the first during the draft trade as they moved up a front in front at the time, the Giants who likely probably would have taken Devonta Smith from what I was reading, so that's likely why they had to make the trade up and they get Devonta Smith. I like this trade a lot for the Eagles. I think that they knew that it would be a pick that everybody would love in terms of fan base, but also the front office and he's a very talented receiver. I mean, he obviously he won the Heisman. I gave this fit, I gave this pick an A minus just because I think trading up, giving up a little capital is the only thing that prevented it from getting an A. I think if they got him at twelve, it would have been an A. But I get you got to do what you got to do to get your guy, especially if you're concerned that somebody will take him at eleven. Um, but yeah, I really like the fit. I think he's a very talented receiver. The Eagles, I think their main two needs were receiver and corner, so I'm glad they addressed at least one of those. Then at eleven, we had the big trade of the draft where the Bears traded up to get Justin Fields training with the Giants who moved back to pick 20. Now, from the Giants' perspective, real quick, I get it. You see the Eagles trade in front of you. You're frustrated, but it is what it is. You see the guy you wanted taken, but instead of trying to reach or have to adjust and take the position you weren't initially desiring, which obviously, as I'll talk about later, was receiver, which they made with their 20th overall pick, they decided to trade back, which I think was smart. From the Bears' perspective, I love the move. I predicted that the Bears, I didn't in my mock draft do trades, but I did say that I thought the Bears were going to trade up for Justin Fields if he was there. I didn't think it would actually happen. That was just like a small prediction, but more internally was just me hoping for the miracle of that happening, and it did. Uh, I give this an A+. I think it's perfect. The Bears needed a quarterback 100%. Again, I think he's the second best quarterback and second best overall prospect in the draft. So I think that was 100% the right pick. Very happy for the Bears to get things right. Uh, I wanted them to take Deshaun Watson years ago when they decided to get Mitchell Trubisky and made the right wrong choice. But this year, I think they made the right choice. Very relieved to see it wasn't Mac Jones. I think that would have been a disaster. I think Justin Fields would be a stud. I don't love the idea of, have, of him having to wait behind for a little while, but I get it. And hopefully Nagy has the right plan for him because I know Justin Fields can thrive and succeed in the NFL. I think he'll be, he can be a top five quarterback within three years. It's just the Bears can't mess him up. The pick wasn't wrong. I thought Trubisky, like with that pick, it was wrong. This pick was right. It's just the Bears making sure they don't mess him up. So the next pick at 12 after their trade down was the Dallas Cowboys selecting Micah Parsons. I like the pick a lot. I gave it a B plus though because I think corner was the bigger need. But I get seeing those two gone that it would be a reach to go for a corner. So they addressed a different need. But the defense was obviously their biggest need. Their defense last year was atrocious. Sure, you can make the excuse that with Dak being out, their season was done anyway. But even when he was still playing, their defense was historically, like of all time, terrible. So they definitely needed to address the defense. I'm going to try to go through these a little quicker because I can see this is already going to be a really long podcast. 
podcast otherwise. Char- there were only two teams that received an A+. Plus. It was the Bears and the Chargers. Granted, there's a little bias, but here's the next one, and it was the Chargers drafting Rashawn Slater. Now, obviously, being a Northwestern fan, I have a little bias here, but look, I think he's arguably just as good, and apparently the Chargers front office, even though they have Herbert, who, likes, who liked uh, Sewell, preferred Rashawn Slater over Panay Sewell. I think he, like I said, arguably the best tackle in the class. The Chargers' biggest glaring need for years, and I feel bad for Philip Rivers that they didn't help him then, but they finally make sure to help Justin Herbert before it's too late is addressing the offensive line. They get him a stud offensive tackle that could be moved around. Rashawn Slater is a very talented prospect, one of the best players in this draft class. I actually had him ranked as the uh, number nine overall prospect, just above Panay Sewell, number 10. Um, and yeah, I think the Chargers got a great pick here. Couldn't have been a better fit. They didn't even have to trade up to get him, which I think obviously make things makes things even better for them. And yeah, that's why I gave it an A+. So now number 14, we had the Jets trading up with the Vikings to take Elijah Vera Tucker. Now this kind of surprised me, to be honest, not from the Jets' perspective. I heard, I had seen some rumors that they wanted Elijah Vera Tucker, and I actually had predicted Elijah Vera Tucker at 14, but I had him going to the Vikings. And the reason I'm surprised, and I'll talk about the Vikings pick later, I still think they made up for it well, but I thought that the Vikings needed to address the interior offensive line and that he was by far and away the best interior offensive lineman in the class. I think the Vikings should have kept the pick and just gone with him, but the Jets made the decision to trade up and get him. Uh, for this Jets pick, I also gave it a B plus. And the reason being, again, is you had to obviously give up capital to get him. I think maybe, I don't know, I just, I don't, I think from the perspective of the need and the fit, I just think you can't really justify giving more than a B plus because they did have to give up a good amount of capital to get him. Uh, at 15, the Patriots selected Mac Jones, which I also had predicted in my mock draft simply because I just I didn't believe in the Mac Jones hype, but I thought that the Patriots would eventually give in and just take him if he was there at 15, uh, which he obviously was. Um, and in terms of what I would give this, um, what I would give this pick. I would get or like what I graded it. I would give the Patriots a B for it, just because I'm personally not high on Mac Jones, but that's just me. Um, again, I get why the Patriots did it. It makes sense. I understand that it's a need. You need a quarterback. Cam Newton's clearly not the option with the top four off the board. There is a big gap, I think, from him uh, from Mac Jones to then the QB six. So again, I get it. Um, moving on to pick sixteen, the Cardinals took Zayvon Collins. Um, I gave this a B. I was reading on this one um, article from this some Cardinals page that apparently like they talked about how they'd been predicting their picks right year after year. So I just went with their prediction of Zayvon Collins and got it right. I, I think he's a stud linebacker for a while. I actually wanted my New Orleans Saints to go get him. Uh, but I don't know. I think at 16, it's a little bit of a reach. I think they could have gotten him in like the later 20s. Maybe you trade back for maybe with a team like, I mean, I was, I, they got their guy, but maybe you trade back to a team like Tennessee if they were nervous about not getting Farley and get them to move up or just get some team to be aggressive enough to move up and then get him later. I think they could have gotten him in the 20s, but still a solid pick, and that's why I gave it a B. It's nothing too bad. Now, here's the first bad grade in the draft. And it's the Oakland Raiders selecting Alex Leatherwood. Now, I don't hate it because of the position. I do think they should have addressed offensive tackle. I thought they were going to go Tevin Jenkins then at that point if they wanted offensive tackle or maybe go with uh, Christian Derisaw. Uh, In my mock draft, I had them predicted to take uh, J.C. Horn, but obviously J.C. Horn didn't fall this far. Um, But... I don't know. I just the reason I gave it a I, I my sorry I didn't give my draft grade. So for my draft grade, I ended up giving it a uh, where is it? Sorry, one sec. For the Raiders, I gave it a D plus. And the reason being is he's just he's a late second round talent at best. I, I don't see it. I think there were better offensive linemen available. I don't think it was the only position they could address, but it was one that they definitely needed to address. 
I just don't think he was the right guy. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's not much else really to say outside of that. I don't think I don't have anything against the player. I just think at that pick, you, you trade back either to the end of the round. I still think it would have been a reach. I just I don't see the logic between ta- about taking him. At 18, the Dolphins took uh, Jalen Phillips. Again, another thing in my mock draft, I had Jalen Phillips going to the uh, Dolphins. I think it's a great fit. I think he's the best defensive end in this draft class. I think that was, I, again, I think the Dolphins needed to address that position, and they did. Uh, again, I'd give that grade just like their first one an A. I think the Dolphins had a great first round, one of the best in this draft. Again, you needed to address the, address the defensive end. They didn't trade up to get him, and they got the best guy at the position they needed. Uh, at 19, the Washington football team selected Jamin Davis. I think that they did need to address linebacker. I actually, in my mock draft, I believe I had them taking the guy out of Notre Dame. Yes, I had them taking Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, I think that's who they still should have gone with. Obviously, he's still available now, so maybe there's something I don't know that he's sliding this far. I had him actually ranked inside my top 15 prospects. I had him at 14, so I thought he would have gone higher. Um, again, I don't hate the pick. I gave it a B just because I think they took the right position, but they didn't take the right guy at the position, so that's the reason I couldn't have given it higher. Would have given it an A, maybe even an A-plus if they uh, took Jeremiah just because I think it would have been a steal to get him there, and also it's the position of need. Uh, but yeah, I still I still think Jamie Davis saw a guy still had a first round grade on him. Moving on, um, to the next pick in the draft, uh, and this was I believe the Giants because of the trade with the Bears. Yes, and they took a wide receiver in Kadarius Tony. I think they took the right position. They needed more playmakers. Um, I gave it a B because again I I, I think Kadarius Tony is a late first round grade. I think you're not going to trade back again twice, so I get it. But I think. If it were me, I would have gone Rashad Bateman personally. I'm higher up on him than I am on Kadarius Tony. But maybe they just didn't want another bigger receiver like that with Kenny Gallaudet, and they wanted a guy faster for the slot. So from that perspective, I get it. Um, and then with the 21st pick, the Colts took Quiddy Pay. I absolutely love this pick. Um, uh, let me see where I gave the Colts. I'm guessing I gave the Colts probably an A or a minus. I gave him an A. That's what, that's what I would have thought. Um, positional need they addressed. I think he is the second best at his position behind uh, Jalen Phillips, but I think they got him at a steal at 21. I thought both of them, quite frankly, would have probably been gone by 18 or 19, maybe 20 less. So I guess it's not a huge steal, but still a great fit, great position. Got him, in my opinion, a great spot. Love the fit for the Colts. Uh, and then at 22, we had the uh, Titans selecting Caleb Farley. Now, obviously, this guy was supposed to go way higher. He was originally right around Sertain and Horn. Arguably, again, with those two between one, two, three, you could have put in any order. But then he had the surgeries with, and he had the back injury, lingering back injuries, the ACL surgery, a um, lot of injury concerns, which made him slide down draft boards. I thought my Saints might trade up for him, but obviously they didn't, which I still don't hate because the injury concerns. But again, for the Titans, I love the pick. Uh, with Malcolm Butler gone, they definitely had to address corner. I gave it an A. Uh, they were rumored to Caleb Farley a lot, thought they might have to trade up to get him, but they didn't. So you got to give him credit for it. 23, uh, the Vikings. I gave it a B-plus on Darisaw. Now, I think in terms of getting him at that time and addressing the O-line, I, I love it. I would have given it an A. However, I think the interior part of the offensive line needed to be addressed more so, and I also held against them the fact that they could have gotten the guy that would have been the perfect fit for them, in my opinion, Elijah Vera Tucker, and chose to trade down and pass up on him anyway. Kind of surprised me. Uh, pick 24, a lot of people, I think, saw this coming. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers selected Najee Harris. I predicted this as well. Nothing really to be like proud of, though, because a lot of people saw this coming. And for the Steelers, I gave this a B plus simply because even though I think it's a great fit, I think he's there. Even though I think Travis Etienne's better than him, I had them ranked very closely. 
Um, I had Travis Etienne as the number 19 overall prospect and Najee Harris is number 20, so literally right next to each other. Um, but I think from the physical style, smash mouth running game that the Steelers like to run, Najee Harris would be a better fit than Travis Etienne, so I get it. The only reason I'm giving it a B plus though is there obviously is the risk with taking a running back in the first round over addressing other positions, especially when they needed to address the offensive line. But I think if they address it in the uh, offensive line in the second round, it'll make that pick look a lot better. Now at 25, the Jaguars took Travis of CTN. Now I like the pick. I get it. You, I, I don't. It, it was a little confusing because they do have James Robinson. So I gave this pick a B. Um, he's my favorite running back in the draft. I think he's Alvin Kamara Jr. I think very similar styles. I don't think he'll be. He'll reach quite at Alvin Kamara's level, but I still think he'll be a stud. Um, but the one knock I have is I think they could have traded back. Now I do know the Bills were linked very closely with him. But you also have to keep in mind that the Bills were at 30. So if it were me, I maybe would have tried to look to trade with a team like the Saints that wanted a corner, trade back there, maybe with the Packers who wanted a corner, so trade back to 28 or 29, maybe trade back, uh, just as long as you stay ahead of the Bills. So I would have maybe trade back a few spots. I know what you're thinking. Well, it's very close. Why not just take them at that point? But, I mean, if you can get any draft capital, especially like the team with the Jags that have a lot of needs to address, in my opinion, why not? Uh, 26. The Browns took Greg Newsom. Uh, this one hurt. I had him going to the Saints at 28. The Saints really needed him. I think he actually should have gone earlier, probably like right around where Farley went. I just kind of out of bias had him going there. I had um, I had Greg Newsom ranked pretty high. I had him ranked as my 22nd overall prospect, a little above Farley, who I had at 24. Um, I like the pick a lot for the Browns. The one thing I will say, though, is, again, with Jeremiah uh, owosu Kormora, oh God, let me, sorry, I got to pronounce that better. That was really bad. Um, Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa, yeah, there we go. Um, on the board and them needing linebacker, I would have addressed it, but again, he's still on the board, so maybe there's something I don't know. Um, in terms of the draft grade that I would give it, um, I gave the Browns an A- minus for it. I would have given it an A, but I don't think corner was the main need. The reason, I probably would have given it a B plus, but I gave it an A- minus just because I think it was a steal for where they got him. Then at 27, the Baltimore Ravens selected Rashad Bateman. I thought this was a complete steal. I gave the Ravens a – where did I give the Ravens? I probably gave them an A. Quite frankly, I would probably switch this to an A+. Yeah, so I did give the Ravens an A. I would probably switch this to an A+, plus, to be honest, just because it's the positional need they needed to address a receiver. Offensive line was another need, but quite frankly, for them being able to get him as late as they did at 27, I think it deserves an A+. Plus. So I'm adding that as my third team to receive an A+. Plus. Uh, 28 was the Saints. Now, I will admit I kind of overreacted with in terms of the draft grade. I hated this pick. I think they needed to address corner. I think linebacker would have been fine. I think they could have gone with Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa right there. Wish they would have traded up. Maybe you go with Eric Stokes there or Asante Samuel Jr. if you want, want to address. The glaring needed corner that they kept saying they were going to address in this draft and maybe even try to trade up into the top 10 to get J.C. Horner, Patrick Sertain for. Uh, I initially gave this grade an F. I think that's a little harsh, so I'm going to upgrade it to a D minus. Uh, obviously, it's not much better. Maybe eh, I'll give it a D. Uh, I just think I was being a little harsh, but I still hate the pick, to be honest. I don't think defensive end was a need. You're looking for a position more where it's for depth, and when you're a team where your GM and head coach are even saying that you, you care more about quality over quantity because you don't have a lot of holes to fill on your team, I don't know why you're going for a depth pick, especially because a lot of people, including me, had him as a second-round grade. I believe I had Sorry about that, guys. I somehow got cut off. I'm not quite sure how. But what I was trying to say is I believe I had him ranked 
in the late 40s, and I did. I had him at pick 49, actually, or prospect number 49. I had him as a day two, uh, day two grade. I had him as a, a mid to late, more so late, to be honest, second round pick. So that's another reason I was really upset. But yeah, I would have liked to see him trade up, especially because like I think they could have easily traded up to maybe 20 with the Colts, and then they could have taken an offensive lineman or defensive lineman later on. I'm saying for the Colts' perspective and gotten Caleb Farley because every a lot of people knew that the Col- uh, that the Titans were going to take Caleb Farley or if they wanted Greg New- Newsom, who I would prefer, quite frankly, doesn't have the injuries. I'm a little biased because he went to Northwestern and I'm really high on him and also could have gotten him a little later. I would have traded up with the Jaguars at 25 because, quite frankly, again, if you're the Jaguars, you know that the teams in between you from 25 to 28 aren't taking running back and the only team you got to stay ahead of is the Bills, so they still could have gotten their guy in Travis Etienne and the Saints could have then gotten Greg Newsom. And I was a little worried because the only team really in between them was the Browns that would have gone corner and I was hoping they'd go linebacker because it was the bigger need especially with Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa but of course they didn't but so yeah I could not stand that Saints pick so now moving on to pick 29 the Green Bay Packers took Eric Stokes corner out of Georgia now a lot of people were making fun of this pick and hating on it and saying it was a bad pick I actually personally like it a lot I'm high on Eric Stokes more so from a potential than like current skill set I think he's a freak athlete and has a very high ceiling um and so for this pick, I gave the Packers a – hold on, i got to find the Packers. I gave the Packers a B-plus because, again, I think – still, I think corner was a big need, but if you're trying to really look at other needs, I don't think corner was the only need. I think they could have addressed receiver or something more just on the offensive side of the football. Obviously, there's also the rumors with Aaron Rodgers going on, which is kind of interesting. Wonder, I, heard, I did see some rumors that he might go to the Broncos, which would kind of make somewhat sense in terms of the fact that the Broncos didn't go quarterback with their pick, which I actually, because again, I didn't know trades mock draft. I had the Broncos actually taking Justin Fields. Um, but so yeah, anyway, back to stand on course. And then the Bills took Gregory Rousseau, which was a pick I hated. I think he's a guy that does have a very high ceiling and a lot of potential, but he's a major project work in progress. And I think he's a very overhyped and overrated prospect. I gave this a C plus. I think he would have been a much better fit as a second or third round pick on a team looking more for a develop, like that wants to develop him over time that isn't looking to be good right away. Now, I guess the only argue, argument you can make is because they have so much talent on the Bills already that they could get away with taking a project like him because he doesn't have to play much right away and they can take time making him a great player, but I just didn't love it. At 31, uh, the Ravens took Jason Awal. I didn't like the pick at all. Um, I gave this pick a B-. minus. I don't hate him, but I think, again, I think he's a second a day two second round prospect. I think they could have addressed offensive line, which they really needed to now that they traded Orlando Brown to the Chiefs. I think they would have been better off going with the Tevin Jenkins or Liam Eichenberg with that pick. Uh, then at 32, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers went with uh, defensive end slash uh, outside linebacker Joe Tyron, which I actually mocked them taking. Uh, I think the pick is solid. I gave it a B plus. Now, I know what you're thinking. If this is what I expected them to take in mocked-wise and only get into B-plus, I don't think it was the best pick they could have made. It was just more so the pick I expected them to make. But I still like it. He's a great athlete. I think he was – a lot of people consider him the best at his position, if you're considering him at least from a defensive end perspective. Um, in the class, I think that he – I mean, I had him as a late first or early second-round pick, so I don't think it was a reach by any means. But I didn't love it enough to give it much higher than a B-plus. Maybe you could argue A-minus. But yeah, that's my overall thoughts.
Uh, I'll real quickly read down the list of my overall. This is my overall first round grades, not just on one pick, unless they only had one pick. Keep in mind. And obviously, if you want to leave me some comments or Snapchat or text me or message me on Instagram or something, give me your thoughts, feedback, comments, stuff like that. And let me know if there's any other stuff draft related besides this that you would like me to do. Like maybe give some analysis once the draft is completely over on a few certain teams, which you can request me to just go in on in depth on just their draft picks, stuff like that. Give me requests for other sports that you want me to see uh, go into. And so, yeah, as I end this episode, I just want to give a quick recap. recap sorry. So I give the Bears an A+. The Saints a D, the Chargers an A plus, the Cardinals a B, the Falcons a B plus, the Ravens an A, or A plus. Sorry, no, yeah, A, no. Uh, oh shoot, no, that was for that one pick. No, sorry, I gave the Ravens an A minus. Uh, Bills C plus, Panthers B, Bengals B, Browns A minus, Cowboys B plus, Broncos B plus, Lions A minus, Packers B, Colts A, Jaguars A minus, Raiders D plus, Dolphins A, Vikings B plus. Patriots B, Giants B, Jets B plus, Eagles A minus, Steelers B plus, 49ers B plus, Buccaneers B plus, Titans A, and Washington football team B. Thank you guys for taking a listen, and goodbye.